0: Welcome to this edition of Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St. Albans and from further afield. Now, today I'm coming to you for the first time from my newly created bedroom studio. You'll have to bear with me, as probably like you, things from home is proving to it's proving to be quite a steep learning curve on the technology front. So I hope you're having luck than me. Anyway, I'm really glad that we've got that technology so that I can be with you as there is so much good stuff to share at the moment. Now, not only is the sun shining, but rainbows are appearing in the windows of uh, of our streets and our houses as children of St Albans get to work brightening up our streets. Now, in my street, three-year-old Reva has been leaving her beautiful rainbow pictures under a pebble at the end of each person's path um, so that they can take the picture in and pop it up for everybody to see. So thank you, Reaver. They certainly are brightening the place up. And if you sees them, well, give a big smile. Not only that, but with the WhatsApp group that we've set up locally, just in our road, um, to create help, support each other through the virus. Um, Jill, who lives in our road, um, she looks after injured hedgehogs for the London Colney Hedgehog Rescue, and she was able to um, reach out to everybody and ask them for newspapers. Um, normally, she gets newspapers um, that she uses in the cages of injured hedgehogs. She gets them when her husband finds them on the train when he's commuting and, and, and brings them back after work. But funnily enough, that supply has now dried up. Um, so she reached out and uh, neighbours were able to provide her with the newspapers that she's need, she needs. Anyway, one of um, Jill's hedgehogs, Opit, is now ready for release. And Jill is keeping her fingers crossed that Poppy's chances are looking really good now that there are fewer cars on the road. And talking about cars on the road, it's fantastic to see so many of you out on your bicycles. I've never seen so many people out on two wheels. So if you're driving, let's you just take a bit of extra care around cyclists as well, some of us are still perfecting our skills, particularly the younger ones amongst us. And who knows if a new cyclist gets the bug now, then there might be one less car to crowd the roads you in the future. And if you're able to get out to do your one-day exercise cycling or walking or even if you've just been looking out of a window perhaps onto some green space or a garden you'll have noticed that nature is doing her wonderful thing for spring outside. As on a walk on Sunday I saw I saw woods carpeted with wild daffodils, Um, I saw a beautiful bank totally purple with sweet violets and um, bumblebees buzzing around the emerging um, pussy willow flowers. And today I saw my first butterfly of the year. It's a beautiful a brimstone butterfly, yellow butterfly, that went bobbing across my front garden. And Last week I spoke to Malcolm Hull of Hertfordshire and Middlesex Butterfly Conservation um, about a butterfly that's been particularly important around here and um, about what they're doing to help and perhaps what you can do to help too. Malcolm, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So the small blue butterfly, why is it so special here in St Albans?
1: Well, the, the small blue was, was a butterfly species that died out altogether in Hertfordshire um, around the turn of the millennium. And uh, it has taken, um, taken a while to get it back. I, I guess it first started spreading in from, um, from the west uh, around five or six years ago, and it, since then it's uh, it, 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 it's done particularly well um, on a few sites round around St Albans. It's at um, it's, a, it, it's at Chiswell Green and the old Butterfly World site that is uh, is particularly good. Right, um, and it's uh, it's a very it has the best colony in the whole county. So we're particularly keen to try and uh, to help them there. Right,
0: okay. So what have you done to help them so far then?
1: Can't get into the butterfly world site anymore. What we're concentrating on is trying to create good habitat round and about the Chiswell Green area. We know the butterfly has been dispersing from from its main stronghold there. And what we did last year in Greenwood Park, uh, just uh, on the Watford Road, we planted we we planted up a chalk bank which we'd created. Um, this is a this is a special area with low 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 fertility chalky soils which are particularly suited for the wildflowers that the, the small blue and, and other other butterflies like
0: okay and you've planted that up um as you say that's not just for the small blues but this should should be good for butterflies in
1: general yes i mean there's a number of species that will benefit uh from from the planting and the, the, as well as the small blues the common blue uh the, the, the brown argus the small copper they're all, all species that the other ones that are present in the park, and then possibly a chalk hill blue, which isn't present there, but but has bred in Chiswell Green within the last few years, so could possibly get established on the bank as well.
0: Okay, and who funded this work and who carried it out?
1: Well, Butterfly Conservation, Hearts Middlesex branch, uh, organised the project, uh, but the the funding came principally from the National Lottery Heritage Fund. And we've also had help from uh, St Stephen Parish Council, who, who own the site.
0: Right. Okay. So, which are the plants in particular that the small blue likes? I mean, do they need um, they need flowers to feed from? Or
1: yeah, the the, the small blue, uh, like like many butterflies, is dependent on a single plant for it, its caterpillars to to thrive on. The, in, in that case, it's, a, it's the kidney vetch, which is a, a low-growing uh, biennial plant which does well in poor soils. Uh, it grows in disturbed soils and chalky soils. So we're trying to create conditions on the bank which are ideal for for, for kidney vetch. And like you know, as with most wildflowers, they they don't do particularly well. Um, in in the local environment because of the huge amount of fertility that's uh, in the soil nowadays from uh, the massive amount of nitrogen that's get pumped around.
0: Right. Okay. And and the kidney vector, have established well on the um, on the bank. They're okay there.
1: Yeah, well, they they they've they've grown. Uh, they they ha- they are quite attractive to rabbits um, so there's been <sighs> a fair bit of nibbling going on. Um, but we we we're, we're hopeful that uh, they that once once spring comes they'll start shooting away
0: right okay now is it too early to to have seen the butterflies on the bank yet any signs of them around
1: yes it, it, it's too early Yes, i mean we're not introducing the butterfly we're, we're going to allow that to try to, to colonize naturally the butterfly is fairly good at finding out the food plants when it's and it's planted there and it's only a mile or so from the, the main donor site.
0: Okay, so and they should be the able to go to spread that.
1: Spread around the, around the village on their own. So right. the, the, the flight period is um, principally uh, May and early June. Right. Um, although sometimes you do get uh, a second generation that comes out in late July and August.
0: Right. OK, then. So, so if you lived in the Chiswell Green area, you know, somewhere around, um, you know, your sort of target area for the small blues, is, is there anything that people there could do to help in their gardens? Could they plant the kidney vetch?
1: Yeah, I mean, planting kidney vetch in the gardens is a, is a good way of encouraging the butterfly. I mean, it needs a sunny position um, and not to be too interfered with by other, other vegetation the say the plants are biennial so it it will it will it will die off after a while it needs to have um disturbed soil um there's bare soil nearby to 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 seed into um but uh, yeah, several people have got little patches in, their, in growing in their garden and, and have had small blue visits, um, not, not necessarily in the area, but in, uh, in and around Hertfordshire.
0: All right, OK, well, that could be, that could be a, 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 a nice thing to do if you're looking for just a, a little project at, at home to do something to make your garden even better for um, you know, particularly special local wildlife. And do you have a recommended place to get the seed from? We're not necessarily used to buying um, wildflower seed.
1: Well, there's a number of wildflower seed uh, suppliers. I mean, the, what I'd suggest, uh, the, the, the two things to ask, ask them about is whether it's um, seed of local provenance. So uh, if, if you get kidney vetch that's been grown in Bulgaria, it might be a bit different. It might not be quite so attractive to, to local butterflies. Um, yeah, and quite a lot of wildflower seeds do, are, are imported from abroad. Um, and also whether it's been treated with um, non- non-organic substances. I mean, neonicotinoids right. uh, are, are often used by nurseries, and, and those are highly toxic to, to butterflies. So a lot of, a lot of plants that you, you can buy are, um, are not actually that helpful because oh, okay. of the that's, they've been treated. But, that's not uh, so good. There's, sev- there's several suppliers. I mean, Emma's Gate are, are probably the best one um, that, that use seeds locally.
0: That's the one that you'd recommend, then Emma's Gate. Fantastic. Okay, so, so hopefully the butterflies will find the kidney vetch that you've planted on your lovely bank. Hopefully a few Chiswell Green residents will be planting um, the kidney vetch there. Um, and um, hopefully the butterflies will, you know, will, will proliferate. How about your um, activities uh, generally as far as your, your group goes? Um, presumably they're on hold for the forthcoming future?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, our our, our annual um, Members' Day and uh, the the first half of our butterfly walks this season have all had to be suspended because of the coronavirus. Um, uh, At present, um, we haven't cancelled walks in July and beyond, um, and probably a good idea to... Keep an, an eye on the Hearts and Middlesex Butterfly Conservation website to see um, how that goes. I'm, I'm hoping that we can, can some can go ahead, right? Uh, but we've also got quite a few online activities and, and more information on the website. So if you will if you want to keep up with the butterfly season, that's uh, Hearts and Middlesex Butterfly Conservation is the is the place to go. Okay,
0: and and just um a quick heads up on um when we could expect to see early butterflies in our garden would that be a long way off
1: or um, yeah I mean early uh, theres butterflies um, butterflies have been on the wing um, quite a bit in uh, February and March in in Hertfordshire. Um some of you may have seen my um, TV program on uh, on winter watch um, in at the end of end of January which showed um, showed the hibernating butterflies because there, there's several species that go through as adults um, and we had a, the BBC came and filmed um, some of the ones that are living here in St Albans through last winter. Um, those have started to leave now. There's probably about, probably about, as of today, um, probably about 20% of the butterflies have gone. But they'll 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 be going rapidly during um, during the early part of April.
0: Right. OK, so it sounds like there's going to be lots of activity to look out for in the butterfly world over the... Sorry, in, in the butterfly world is <laughs> in butterfly. the world of butterflies <laughs> um, over over the coming weeks. And, and this is something that we can all enjoy in our garden.
1: Yes, I mean, there's no, uh, uh, there's no restrictions on people going out looking at butterflies on their own. I think, um, you know, if you want to go out and have a walk, look for butterflies, then do look on our website because there's lots of ideas of, uh, of places you can go and see them.
0: Fantastic. Malcolm, thank you very much indeed for sharing that with us. Thanks, Amanda. Now, as I said, it was last week when I spoke to Malcolm. Um, you'll have to either check out the butterflies now in your own garden or perhaps spot them during your once a day walk. Now, do take a look at the um, Harts and Middlesex bon- Butterfly Conservation website um, where you can see the butterflies that other local people have recently spotted. It's quite helpful because lots of them upload photos um, and to find out how you can report any butterflies that you have seen. Um, and if you want to see Malcolm, like he mentioned, in action on the BBC, then you can find him um, 15 minutes into episode four of Winter Watch. And isn't it fantastic that we have experts like Malcolm Hull living locally to share their expertise with us. Now, over the next few weeks, we're going to hear about more things that you can do in your garden to help wildlife thrive there. And perhaps so that um, you can be rewarded with a garden full of butterflies later in the year. But given the number of people at garden centres last week, it looks like there's quite a lot of us intending to get busy in our gardens um, during this time. Perhaps growing our own veg, which is fantastic. But having seen well some of the comments on social media, I thought it might be a good idea to share a few tips with you to help make help make your efforts productive. Now, my first tip is to read the seed packet. If it tells you, I mean, it tells you everything you need to know. For instance, it'll tell you uh, when you should be growing the seed. For instance. Well, it's too early in the year to be growing things like runner beans and courgettes. They uh, will die in frost. There's too much frost now. We really aren't frost free until well into May. So um, you'd have to leave it a little while to, to grow them. Um, it'll also tell you on the seed packet how deep you should sow the seed and how far apart to sow them. Don't sow the seed too close together. The plants won't be able to grow, and it's really hard to separate them out if they're too close together. If it says to you to sow the seed direct, it means that you should sow the plants where they're finally going to be growing. Um, plants that need to be grown direct, they won't put up with being transplanted to another place. And they also tell you the temperature that the seeds need to germinate. Now, if it's a temperature like 20 degrees, you're going to need to start those seeds off inside um, and then put the little plants outside once they've started to grow. Um, And something else I've learned from experience, don't sow the whole packet of seed at once. Um, You know, there's quite a lot of trial and error involved. So you might find a whole lot that you sow to start off with die. Um, And also, if you sow some of the seeds now and then some of them in a few weeks, then the plants will be ready to harvest over a longer period. So you'll have longer to enjoy your vegetables. Also, you don't need lots of kit to, um, to get your seeds started off. If you've got some compost and put some old um, food trays, like those you get mushrooms in or something like that, um, they're absolutely fine. Make sure you put some holes in the bottom so that when you um, water the trays, you, you, your seeds don't drown in there. Now, most local se- garden centres are now shut. Um, but you can buy seed online. However, those are a bit—they're uh, a bit swamped by demand at the moment. I'm sure that will calm down so that you'll be able to um, buy your seed and, and get it started in your garden or on your windowsill. So I'm going to be giving you some tips over the next few weeks um, to help you do that. Now, do follow me on Twitter at rv_environment. Um, do like the Environment Matters Facebook page and drop me a line on Amanda at radioverulum.com if you've got any ideas, anything lovely that you would like me to share with all the wonderful listeners um, over the next few weeks. And um, you can listen to any edition of Environment Matters by going to um, the Radio Verulam um, website um, where... Uh, We've got all the podcasts up there. Um, you can see on the podcast page and there's some, there's some lovely shows. You might want to take a look back a couple of weeks back when uh, um, I spoke about mindfulness gardening. That could be pretty appropriate at the moment. Um, I'm going to be back at the same te- time next week, technology permitting. So until then, you look after yourself.